Welcome to Breaking Barriers, tackling social issues in sports, a 12-episode podcast hosted by Leo Galarza. He will have student-athletes from Piedmont University speak about social issues in sports, such as racial discrimination, mental health awareness, and more. They will also talk about their experiences throughout their athletic careers. Hello, welcome to Breaking Barriers, tackling social issues in sports. Today I have here with me junior Bryn White, double major in political science and psychology and a member of the women's volleyball team. And we'll be right back right after this short break. Sports, an activity that showcases athletes' passion and skill. But what about the people watching? Join myself, Macadrowski, every Friday at 4 for Fandemonium, the 12-episode podcast series that puts the fans in the spotlight. Find out what makes fans the heartbeat of the sports experience through their passion, pride, and dedication. Episodes will be posted every Friday at 4 p.m. Listen at War Podcast Productions wherever you get your podcasts and join in on the Fandemonium. Welcome back to Breaking Barriers, tackling social issues in sports. And today I have here with me, Bryn White. Hello, Bryn. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So my main topic today is social issues in sports. So I don't know if you know what social issues in sports are. Um, a little bit. Like if you want to like give me your like definition of what you think it is, and then we'll kind of go around there and see. Okay. Um, when I think of like the social issues, I think of like diversity in different um, sports, especially like sports that don't have like a lot of different ethnicities in them. So is it something like that? Yeah, a little bit about that. Just like the racial discrimination, a little bit about sexuality, gender equity, pay, the pay fairness and stuff. So like, you know, how specifically in college, we don't really have that as much, but in, in the professional sports world, it's where men get paid more than women and stuff. And yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's it's getting better as I've seen on social media. So, and then just about like the kind of the image that society puts on sports and student athletes and stuff that kind of affects the mental well-being and physical well-being of like the student athletes and stuff. So I had a podcast with one of your teammates, Jaya, and she so she was on the podcast and you two were one, like the only two black girls coming yeah. in. And she talked a little bit about that. So I kind of wanted to see like your perspective. Uh, what were your thought process before you came here to Piedmont? Uh, when I came to Piedmont, um, I was not told that there was another black girl on the team. So I prepared to be the only black girl on the team yet again, because I have been for so many years. And then we were, I knew that my assistant coach was black and I was like, okay, perfect that I can work with that. Like I have at least one person in my corner that like I already know of. Um, so just like having, knowing that Coach Rachel was here was perfect. And then we got put into a group chat, all the freshmen did. And then that's how I learned uh, that Vanessa was also on my team and she's Mexican. And then that's how I also learned that Jaya was on the team. And I was like, okay, perfect. Not the only black girl. I can do that. I can work with that. And yeah, that's how that started. Yeah. And it's funny because Jaya said the same thing about how she thought she was the only black girl that was going to be on the team Yeah, until the group chat. Or not even the group chat. She said she thought you were white. Yeah, just because of my was, name. Just because yeah. of your name. I also thought she was white too because I read her name first as Gia. And I was like, oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's funny. And um, and just talking about like Coach Rachel, she was here. And I definitely know like she made a big impact. And I said the same thing to Jaya, how she kind of made an impact for us tennis players just because she I feel like she was very close with us as well. She would go to our matches, even practices when you guys didn't practice. And 
like we were just close with her so i mean i can imagine like yeah why was, yeah. especially if you, did, <laughs> if you did come to visit piedmont like did you meet coach rachel when you yeah visited? so coach rachel's the person she's the one who recruited me she happened to be watching the wrong court, wrong team, and happened to see me. So that's how I got here. And then um, the recruitment process, I only talked to Coach Rachel. I did not know that Rachel was not the head coach until like one of our first practices. And then when I had my um, visit, she was the person I talked to the entire time. Like everything, plans and all went through Coach Rachel. Yeah, so I mean, I can understand why, especially if the whole recruiting process for you was through Coach Rachel and stuff, so I would see why you would have thought she was the yeah. head coach. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I went through the same process where our women's coach was the one who did the recruiting and like gave the tours and stuff when mm-hmm. we came to visit. And I mean, majority of us thought he was our head coach, <laughs> and until we like had our first practice or our first team meeting, we're like, okay, so here's your head coach. And, and we're I like, was who like, was that? <laughs> I, was like, I don't yeah. remember us having emails or <laughs> Zoom calls or anything with him. Like, who's he? Is he new? And I know he's your head coach and he just doesn't deal with that. So, but talking about with coach Rachel and stuff, just like her being black as well, I can see why like you thought she would be there and she's not here anymore. You were only, she was only here for. She's only here for my first season, but I still keep in contact with her. So like, cause we, I coach at the club that she used to coach at and she comes down here on the summer to coach. So all the girls that she's coached, I currently coach. So we still keep in contact. Yeah. So I kind of like, kind of want to talk about that a little bit about like when you first came here and stuff just like were you scared just because like you being one of two black girls on the team and stuff with majority of white girls on the team yeah and also to a school that's also predominantly white and I feel like at the time there wasn't a lot of people of color here and so it was very and it's grown a lot and stuff especially for your tremendously your team as (laughs) well I feel like it's grown a lot and stuff like I feel like what you guys have like four yes now four or five so I mean it's double one yeah and I was like, wow, never in my life I would have seen <laughs> yeah. that on the volleyball team. And I mean, to be honest, I thought it would have definitely grown just because of Coach Rachel, just because she's black and stuff. But I mean, like, she's not here anymore. So I kind of want to just know, like, what was your whole process? Like, when you came to Piedmont and even before, like, what was going through your mind? When I first came here um, for my visit, I knew that it was predominantly white just based on the area. And I have cousins that live in Atlanta, and they've never heard of Piedmont. So I was like, oh my goodness, then it's really not known. So I came here, um, did my visit. I sat in on a computer science class and it was all just white men in the class. And I was like, okay, well, this is possibly going to be my major. And these are the people I'm going to have classes with. So I was like, okay, fine. Um, I met with a couple people within the psych and the computer science program. And I was like, I don't have a single black professor. I don't know if this is the right school for me because I grew up in Nashville. So like I've been exposed to all types of different people. And then when I I did not get to meet the team because it was COVID. And at that time, I believe majority of the team had COVID, so they weren't even practicing. So all I met was Rachel. And she was telling me, like, when we drove in, I was starving. And the only thing that was open was Popeye's. And I was like, oh, what? Where where are the rest of the restaurants? So I asked her when I got here, like, are there any restaurants? She was like, no, there's no restaurant. This place is very in the cut. Like, you're just going to have to get used to being in a small place. And I was like, okay. I think I can do that. I come from a big city, so it's going to be very, very different. But now that we have so much more, it's so much easier. It's so much better. And there's a lot more stuff here, and there's a lot more people here, too. So something that I had mentioned with Giants, just how the population of the of people of color growing and stuff. like Especially with the group after me. So the, they're sophomores now. When 
we saw them for the first time because I lived in Plymouth last year. When I saw them, I was like, what is happening? There's there's no way that all of these people go here. Like, it's got to be somebody's family. There's like no way there's this many black people on campus right now. And then um, we learned that a lot of them were on the swim team, volleyball team, basketball team, track team, girls basketball team. And I was like, whoa, they this doubled, like tripled, quadrupled in just a year of us being here. Yeah, and I feel like Black people or even like Hispanics, just someone a different nationality other than just being white, it, they, you had at least one or two on each sports team. And yeah, stuff. and it was crazy that the numbers were that small. Yeah, and so, but like, I feel like it's definitely grown a lot oh, more yeah. oh, since yeah. my freshman year and your freshman year. So when you were a freshman, I was a sophomore. And it was still like, I feel like it grew after my freshman year when I was a sophomore but like it I feel like it's so much bigger now and stuff which makes me happy to see like the diversity and just like how much of inclusion that Piedmont is like trying to build and stuff and like have more people come and make it feel more home and stuff because I mean I always felt like Piedmont was a home but like it just feels better now just because I see people that look like me and just the same color someone I could relate to and that's something that like I talked about with Jaya too like even though like you and Jaya were the only ones on the team that were black and stuff like you guys only had each other to like kind of look after each other and kind of something else is like stereotyping especially in volleyball like I I didn't know this until having the conversation with Jaya but like was it you being black and stuff playing a volleyball didn't know if it was predominantly a white sport 100 (laughs) percent. and like I like I did some like research and stuff after it and like it like says I think I don't remember the number specifically I think it was like an 87 percent of white people playing and then maybe like an eight percent of black people playing it and stuff. yeah that's how it was when I grew up I did club um starting in the ninth grade but I started playing in my seventh grade year in middle school and playing club I was the only black girl on the team for all four years except for one so I was like, if I come to Piedmont, it won't be any different than it's already been. In club season, it's just something I have to deal with and then hope that the girls accept me. Because usually it's not the players, it's their parents. So I had to learn that not to necessarily think of what the parents say and just be cordial with the people that I was on the court with. Yeah. So like there's also some like a phrase that or a phrase that some people usually say is like, oh, I'm like this because my parents taught me yeah. to be like this. And yeah. that's something that really just like irks my nerves it, because oh, it's like it's, yes, you're saying that so like bad. your parents taught you how to be like this. But it's like you're but your, you know you're, it's you're, wrong too. you're your own person. Then why like follow in their footsteps and stuff? Why don't you try to be better or different than them? And um, so, I mean, like when some one of your teammates and stuff from club or even here and stuff like if they were to say something to you like what was going what would go through your mind like I've actually have had two teammates um in the past they are no longer here or on the team um that were very racist not during the season um but outside of the season where it was very bad and I was like what is happening and they're like the reason was like oh I'm from Alabama that's just what we say that's just what we do and I was like that's not okay at all for any of you for either one of y'all to think that is okay and then for you to continue to act that way and to know that it's wrong and then you just continue to say the same stuff over and over and I'm like that that is insane like I at that like being here I didn't expect it to be that bad here because I'm like we're in college you're by yourself you shouldn't you know the difference between right and wrong at this age so yeah and I mean yeah. it's like oh I'm from this place and that's the reason why I am the way I am yeah because I know the person that you're talking about because I've had a class a couple classes with them and just talking about like other political issues and stuff yeah and just like stuff going around in society now 
and like they really had their strong beliefs that like some of us wouldn't agree with so that's why i'm like i like i understand what you're saying and stuff just because i mean she was never racist towards me but like i can see why she would probably be racist towards you yeah and i mean especially during the season like i don't know I'm just happy it didn't happen during the season because at the time there were five black girls on the team. So, like, if that would have happened during the season, that would have not been a good season. And you talking about growing up in Nashville. I don't, I've only been to a couple places in Tennessee just for tennis and stuff. So, like, Nashville, would you say it's very diverse? Or? Oh, yeah, it's very diverse, which I'm glad that I was able to grow up in such a diverse place. And, like, with that, like, with volleyball, you being you said you were like one of like the only black girls on the team yeah like how difficult was that for you um at the beginning it was really difficult because i went to i grew up in private school and then switched to public school and i left private school because i was getting bullied so much because i was the only black girl in my class so going into a sport where i was the only black girl on the team i was like i don't know if i'm gonna make it because i don't know if they're gonna accept me in my very first team amazing love those girls still to today like they are probably the most amazing group of girls i've ever played with because they accepted me so much and that's like i can never thank them enough for that yeah and talking about like going from private to public school and stuff just because you have the private school is mainly it is mainly white people and stuff you want somewhere that where you feel comfortable where you feel safe and then going to a public school where it is more diverse like so would you say like at the public school there were people of color on the team or was yes. it still mainly white people on in public school it was more diverse on the team but it was also harder to get along with the girls on the team because i didn't grow up the way that they did yeah and that's like another thing too it was just like something that you see like in society now and stuff is like where some people are like oh like you're not black enough yeah to <laughs> be with us but, but i'm also you're, not you're I'm black you're, so i can't be with exactly you can't yeah. be with them and that's something with me too it's just like Oh, you're you play a white sport and stuff, so you're not Hispanic enough or Mexican enough to play with us or be hang out with us and yeah. stuff. And so that's like kind of a thought that goes in my head, especially from a movie that I've seen, The Hate You Go. Yes, that is my movie. I love I, that, I book love that too. movie so much. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like she goes to a private school, but she lives in in the ghetto and yeah. stuff. So it's like she has to change her persona and stuff. And like I don't know if like if you were like that oh, yeah. and stuff at the private school and stuff. I feel like it probably was difficult for you to like kind of change the person you were and stuff. And yeah, kinda... I had to like be a chameleon and just act the way that everyone else acted to be accepted. Yeah, and I, I mean, I can imagine how difficult that would definitely have been for you. But we're going to go into a little short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about coming to Piedmont and definitely kind of finding your identity a little bit more in depth into that. And we'll be right back after this short break. Hello, beautiful people. Have you ever wanted to learn more about how disabilities and chronic illnesses are advocated on social media? Well, tune in to Digital Activism, hosted by Caden Nelms, every Friday at 5. Each week, Caden will have a guest talk about their experiences seeing activism on social media and even how they themselves advocate online. New episodes will be available every Friday at 5 on all major podcast streaming platforms. Welcome back. Today I have here with me Bryn White, a double major in political science and psychology and a member of the women's volleyball team. So Bryn, I wanted to talk about a little bit more about your identity and stuff, especially coming to Piedmont, going from private school to public school to a school that's in the <laughs> middle of nowhere yeah. and a predominantly white school as well. There's definitely, that's definitely grown a lot more. And so I wanna know like, what was your 
like did you go through any identity crisis and stuff like throughout your freshman year and until now um my freshman year yes um i came here um i came out in my junior year of high school but when i came here i was like oh back in the closet we go like blackout shades and everything because there's just no way that i'm going to be accepted on this campus when there's nobody who looks like me and then like just this is a very uh republican place like you can tell so i was like yeah i'm back in the closet deep in the closet behind the clothes in the closet so like trying to figure out who i was without trying to like expose myself was hard and then um i did get outed my freshman year <laughs> which like now it's funny then it wasn't but um my team accepted me like so easily and i was not prepared for that at all i was prepared to be like shunned out nobody wanted to talk to me nobody wanted to like be friends with me anything like that so it felt good to be accepted by my team and then um i also had a lot of people come to me or come out to me but not want me to expose them and i was like i've already been outed trust me my lips are sealed i know nothing i hear nothing so um being able to be who I was on a female team was great. And then being accepted because I was black was also great. And then sophomore year came and it was kind of like all of the black people were put into like one stereotype because the freshmen that did come in were a little bit like more known than me and Jaya were because there wasn't a lot of black people at all. And even in my, floor, my dorm room, there was four black girls on the first floor and we were all in the same room. And then upstairs there was like three of us. So like there, was, there wasn't a lot of us at all. So we weren't like, we knew we couldn't say certain things. We couldn't act a certain way. We had to like act like everybody else. And then the freshmen came in and they didn't really care, which I love that they did not care. And everybody's like, oh, everybody, all of them are ghetto, this, this, and this. I'm like, they're, they're not ghetto. That's, they're, they're at a party right now. Like, what did you expect them? <laughs> they're out here dancing and singing to a song. Like, I don't really understand what you expected from them. So um, that at first was hard because I was like, I don't want to be labeled as ghetto and be treated differently. But then again, it's not ghetto. I don't know why we, everybody keeps being like, oh yeah, they're so ghetto. It's, that's just not, it's, they're having fun. If they want to have fun, let them have fun. And then this year hasn't been hard at all. It's been like probably the most accepting year that I've been on campus. Yeah, and see, I mean, not gonna lie, like I didn't even know you were gay until this year. To be honest, <laughs> like I was like, I would go, I'm like, did you know this? And they're like, yeah, like I thought you knew. And I'm like, no, nah, I, I literally did not know and stuff. And that's like another reason why, like, I wanted you to be on the podcast and stuff, just to kind of talk about like the identity and stuff that you. Kind of struggles don't want to just like put that out there but like i feel like it is easier for a girl to oh, come out yeah. and stuff <laughs> oh yeah compared to a guy coming out yeah. to the team and stuff just because like guys are too masculine and and girls like i mean it's they, they're all about their feelings and stuff yeah. so it's like okay it's whatever yeah and when um, i came out um like i made sure to like implement like i was not trying to get with anybody on the team at all like i came out as bi so i was like i'm not trying to get with anybody i'm this is just who i am like if you don't accept it, fine, cool, great, whatever. Um, but I feel like if we had like the bas boys basketball team, for example, if somebody on the boys basketball team came out as gay, I feel like they would be judged so hardly and I would feel so bad for them. 
Yeah. Because like that sucks, but it is easier for us women. Yeah. Sorry. And that's like <laughs> talking about like, like you said, you came out in high school and stuff when you were junior high school. Like what was, was that hard for you? It and wasn't. Like, what, did you get any backlash from, from it? It wasn't hard because it was COVID. So <laughs> I chose the right time. Yeah. You're like, I get to avoid everything else. I didn't have to, yeah. Um, at the time I did have a girlfriend. So like my friends knew, my parents didn't know so much. My, um, siblings knew so it was the people around me supported me and then um when we went back to school like closer to february of my senior year um a lot of people had came out during covid so it wasn't bad for school at all because everybody was just like oh yeah we heard about this we heard about that like it wasn't like the next hot topic everybody came out so yeah so i mean that's that's good and stuff and like you mentioned too about like how if someone on the the basketball team here and stuff specifically and i mean to be honest anywhere i feel like definitely they would get so much backlash from the team and just like i mean especially when i was in high school too i grew up playing soccer and people automatically assumed I was gay and stuff. And I mean, I didn't hide it, but at the same time I did because my parents didn't know and stuff. So like, I kind of understand like why a guy would want to hide it. Yeah, well, and you. so that's like, <laughs> I mean, I would imagine like the struggles and stuff were, and luckily, I mean, I didn't really, I came out to my team, but I mean, they already knew, like it's not hard to like, just, yeah. I mean, they don't want to assume, but it's yeah. like, at the same time, I'm like, I'm not gonna, and it's more of like, if they if they ask, I'll answer, but if they're not, then that's, how that's not was. my problem yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But <clears throat> that's good. Like you didn't get any like backlash from it and stuff and just from your team. And especially here, I mean, I, that's like another reason why like I'm glad that I came to Piedmont and stuff because I feel like Piedmont's so welcoming mm-hmm. and like it has grown a lot more. It's more diverse, more inclusive with sexuality, religion, gender, everything. That is all for today. Thank you for being on my podcast. Of course. Thank you so much. That was Bryn White, a junior women's volleyball player here at Piedmont University. She is a double major, majoring in psychology and political science. Make sure to be on the lookout on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 4 p.m. for your next podcast episode, wherever you may listen to your podcast. Thank you for listening to one of this week's episodes of Breaking Barriers, Tackling Social Issues in Sports. This is a 12-episode podcast where Piedmont University student-athletes speak about social issues in sports, such as racial discrimination, mental health awareness, and more. Episodes are posted every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 p.m. wherever you get your podcast.